Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. I've really been looking forward to today's episode because while it's not about periods or ovulation or diagnoses, it is about an aspect of fertility that every couple encounters at some point or another in their fertility journey, the fear of the unknown. We talk a lot about the mechanics of our cycles, what may be going on, how to support our reproductive health, how to advocate for our needs, but for most, the mechanics of the cycle aren't nearly as scary as the possibilities. And there are a lot of possibilities when it comes to a couple's fertility. Having children, not having children, how many children they'll have, how far apart they'll be, how much their family is going to cost, what their free time is suddenly going to look like. A couple's fertility is the doorway to all of those possibilities and more, and that can feel scary. Maybe you know that fear well, or maybe it's a new concept to you, but either way, I do think it's a good thing to just take a moment to talk about it. So this week, I asked our Instagram followers over at Woven Fertility to share what they're currently most afraid of as it relates to their fertility, and I got some really great insight. There were three almost equal answers, but the number one fear was getting pregnant before they felt ready. And who can blame them? This is a fear I hear very consistently from many of my new clients, especially couples who are working with me after coming off of hormonal contraception. They are going from what's marketed as the most effective form of making sure you don't get pregnant to what? Nothing? (laughs) It's definitely not nothing, but that's what it can feel like when you're fighting all those years of developmental learning that said that the pill was the only effective way to avoid pregnancy. And when I ask these couples, or actually let's narrow it down to women today, even though I know men struggle with these fears too, our audience specifically is largely women. So let's just stick with ladies today. So when I ask these women why they feel this sometimes crippling fear about getting pregnant before they're ready. What I hear most often at the heart of it is that a baby would disappoint their plans for the future. And they may not, of course, say those words specifically, but they'll say something very valid, like, we would like to be in a better place financially. Uh, We want to be in a house instead of an apartment. Uh, Maybe, you know, I'd like to get this promotion before I even think about maternity leave, or we've always wanted to travel to X, Y, and Z countries before we have kids. Like, All of these are great and valid. There is no one like right time for every couple to start having kids or to have more kids. And everyone has different reasons that are right for them. And those may be right for each individual family. But when the pressure to not have a baby starts bringing stress and strain into the marriage, or all she can think about is not getting pregnant, or the fear of that possibility becomes so great that she feels like she's just constantly carrying 2,000 pounds worth of worry and potential disappointments on her shoulders, the fear has taken over. And this is what I want us to focus on today. 
Of course, it's not just isolated to couples who want to avoid pregnancy. Back to that Instagram poll that I mentioned, the second largest group was women who were afraid that they wouldn't be able to get pregnant now that they're ready and actively trying. And that is so real. Okay, I can't tell you how often I hear this fear. And often from couples who are trading in one deep fear for another, you know, they've been so afraid to get pregnant and then now they're terrified that they won't be able to now that they're ready. But often this fear is there too for couples who want to achieve a pregnancy early in their marriage, for instance. You know, they haven't been afraid of pregnancy too early, but they are deeply afraid of not being able to get pregnant when they try. Two possibilities here, being pregnant when you're not ready and being ready when you're not pregnant, but the same fear at the heart of both things. A life that's different than the one you imagined maybe drastically different, deep disappointment, suffering. I mean, I'm going to call it that, suffering. I think specifically for the couples who hope to achieve a pregnancy, that this fear often comes along with the realization that they can't actually control how quickly they become pregnant. Despite what that 10th grade health teacher (laughs) suggested, it can't just happen at any time of the month, as we've talked about. And as many couples discover, it it can actually take several months to conceive a pregnancy, even without any fertility issues. Basically, there are no guarantees, which leads us to our last group of those three equal categories on the Instagram poll, who said that their biggest fear was that one day in the future, when they are ready to have children, that they would struggle with infertility or secondary infertility. The theme with these fertility-related fears are the same as so many other areas of fear in our lives. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to walk through the pain and the isolation and the unknowns that we know are a part of that journey. And I think that, you know, overall, we know that we can't control every aspect of our lives. We know that. We may make plans to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but we know the journey to get to that point is very difficult. And so it may not happen. You know, we may get injured. There may be a pandemic (laughs) with travel restrictions or millions of other things. Um, Maybe you're striving to be your company's next CEO, but you know that there are other, many other qualified professionals and it just may or may not happen for you to be the next CEO. So we have goals and we work towards them, but we also know that, you know, life's a journey. Each phase is a season. You know, we do our best to kind of embrace that journey along the way. But fertility feels a little bit different, doesn't it? It sort of feels like maybe we do have a little control over it. At least I feel like that's what's often said. You know, you don't want to get pregnant, take the pill. You're not immediately getting pregnant when you're ready. Try IUI, do IVF. You know, there are things, ways to get around these things, these pesky mysteries of human life and creation. But when it comes down to it, are those things really true? We've talked before about how there is no method to 100% avoid pregnancy outside of abstinence. That's just a reality. You're not going to find any method advertised otherwise. Even having your tubes tied can still end in a pregnancy. And IVF is not all that effective. 
and I know I may be stepping on some tender toes there, but the average U.S. success rate for IVF is 25 to 37%, depending on the study, and that's including women that don't have any reproductive health issues to address. Maybe they're just wanting to have a baby um, without a male partner. So fertility is different. It's uniquely out of our ultimate control, regardless of culture, wealth, science, you name it. Although the world is constantly trying to change that fact, of course. But while it's difficult, sometimes heart-wrenchingly so, to acknowledge that lack of control, it also positions us as women to experience the closeness and comfort and love of the God who is in control. Whether you want to become a mother or not, your fertility as a couple is tied up in that possibility. And because of all we've just talked about, we know that it is vulnerable and precious. And I think that it is an act of worship, of obedience, to put that vulnerable and precious thing on the altar. Ugh, it's so hard, so hard, but so good. In the process, you know, over the years working with so many women and couples, I've seen God show up in incredible ways, demonstrating love and presence and faithfulness. And we're invited to experience this goodness and intimacy with God with a promise that God's going to do a good thing through it in our lives and hopefully in the world beyond. So, you know, honestly, maybe it's not the same as the other areas of fear in our life because it really is more intimate. And because of that, there is the potential for it to be more meaningful. Listen, fertility is messy. Okay, fertility is messy. We are invited into this process in such a tangible way. The fact that God actually gives us a say in the bringing in of a new soul into creation is something I still find completely awe-inspiring and crazy. You know, that God would value our input, that God desires our prayers and our participation in this. It's just mind-blowing. But at the end of the day, I do think that it is for our good as women and families and generations to remember that God is the creator of all life. And God is good. God is the creator of all life and God is good. So what does that invite us to in this process? I think trust and obedience patience and submission, not submission in like being tossed on the waves of the sea kind of a way, but one deeply rooted by streams of living water, knowing where our sustenance comes from and trusting that it's going to be there through the blossom of spring, through the drought of summer, through the hard frost of winter. We are rooted, not in our circumstances, but in our God, who is no stranger to suffering. Jesus experienced the mockery of his hometown, the loss of loved ones, the unmet expectations by his closest friends, and the deep pain of physical and emotional suffering. He knows what you're journeying through, and he walks with you on your journey, whatever it may be. So I'm definitely not going to tell you today, 
don't be afraid, don't worry, it's all gonna be okay. Because <laughs> I just know that's not realistic. It's okay to be uncertain about what's ahead. It's okay to be surprised and concerned when your fertility maybe doesn't go the direction that you anticipated. It's okay to acknowledge how vulnerable and precious this area of your life really is. But I do want to remind you, remind all of us, how good and gracious our God is. When you get that positive pregnancy test at what feels like the worst time, or when you wait month after month without receiving one, or when you feel overwhelmed by the fears of the future unknowns, God is inviting you to rest in strength that we can't provide for ourselves. It won't always be easy, won't always be straightforward, but it always has the potential to be good and rich and meaningful. And it's important to remember that we're not alone, that the pressure is not on your shoulders, that you serve a God who is the creator of all life and has promised to work toward your good and God's glory. Maybe one of the most popular scripture passages is Psalm 23. It may feel cliche for me to mention it or to read it, but it is good, y'all. It is really good. And it has been such a source of encouragement and connection for me to our shepherd. And so I thought it'd be a good way for us to end today. So Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you so much for listening today as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well. <laughs>